Centuries ago, the Malian emperor Mansa Musa sent his best and brightest scholars, explorers, warriors, and artisans across the great western ocean to discover new lands. They succeeded in ways no one could imagine. Now, 3,000 years later, their descendants have made a home for themselves on a new planet, and the calls of adventure and discovery are stronger than ever. Join creative director Tanya DePass as Invicta, the High and Old Blade Keeper. DJ Knight as Akemba, the Musalian Bio-Priest. Michael Sinclair II as Eli, the Mesagi Lightbringer. Christina Ariel as Sila 919, the Monsagene Bio-Priest. Abria Iyengar as Koza, the Hyenol Fixer, and Ahenio Vargas as the Storyteller, as they explore new planets, make new friends, and treat everyone they meet luxuriously. Welcome to The Motherlands. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to The Motherlands. My name is Eugenio. You might know me as DM Jazzy Hands, and I'm here to be your storyteller this evening for episode four of season three of into the motherlands. I almost said back to the motherlands. Y'all, we are not ready to have a sequel. We're barely done doing the first part. Welcome in. I'm very happy that you all are here. Obviously, it has been a day. Let's all share that. Together, before I keep talking about I don't even know what, uh, can we have everybody else that is with us this evening? Uh, introduce yourselves. Let everybody know who you are and who you will be playing this evening. Um, you know, we love some chaos. Uh, so go. <laughs> Oh, hi. Hi. I'm Sabria. I'm DJ. Yes. Oh my God, everybody talked at once this week. It's amazing. I We're did. so bad at this, but in different ways all the time. And I love I said it. nothing. <laughs> so you want to intro yourself then? No. Okay. Too late, you already started. Hello, I'm Abria. <laughs> Playing Koza, your high and old fixer. I'm full of spice today. So good luck, everybody. Apparently we're all just in a place today. This is true. Who's up next? DJ Knight. <laughs> there we go. Oh, hi. I'm DJ Knight. I'm playing Ikemba, your Mesalian bio priest. Our pronouns are he, him. You're awesome. Thanks for coming to hang out. <laughs> Who's up was next? The, I thought that was an ellipsis. No. Oh, you know what? You know what? I will be next because we are missing a player tonight. Uh, so I want to shout out uh, Michael Sinclair II, our awesome um, Misajai Lightbringer. Had I could not think of Misajai for some reason. Uh, Michael uh, plays Eli, our Misajai Lightbringer, uh, but Michael is out on some personal responsibility things today, uh, so he will not be joining us. Um, and we'll see what's going on with Eli. Eli has homework. They're good. <laughs> they do. They just they have, have homework. They have so much yeah. homework. Oh my God. Do you want to go, Christina? Do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go last. I'm afraid. Uh -huh. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tanya. I'm Invicta, your high and old blade keeper. My pronouns and Invicta's are she, her. Hi, my name is Christina Ariel. Play Sala 919. She's a Monsagene bio priest. She's really cool. She has great hair, but she also is working through some issues. So just bear with her. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that everybody? I sort of. Uh, Look, I'll go again if you want. No, it's fine. I like dissociated from my body at one point when we were all just <laughs> laughing at each other. So I missed if anyone, Look, but it sounds like everyone that kind is gone. Of day. You're good. I'm so glad yeah. it's not just me. I mean, it's I hate, not. you know, I'm not wishing the weirdness on anyone else, but like solidarity feels good. No, Hi, 100%. We are back. 
Yes, it mm-hmm. has. We're back. If you joined us uh, in the pre-show, then you have already gotten a lovely recap uh, from the folks over with Dicey Amazons. Um, they are here every week, uh, giving us a recap of the previous week's shenanigans uh, and some really fantastic commentary. So if you haven't been showing up a little early, uh, maybe start doing that uh, to check out those recaps because we will be doing, uh, I will be doing uh, very short recaps. We don't need to do it twice. Uh, so I'll be doing truncated little recaps. So if you want the full story, uh, and you missed the previous week, or if you just want to see those two folks, um, uh, you know, chat about our shenanigans, uh, show up a little early from week to week. Uh, but in case you missed it, to let you all know, we built a ship last week. Uh, turns out Torch, uh, you know, knows that the five of you are important and are going to be doing important work. And so they spared no expense. They let you play around um with Dr. Nieto in a hollow lab and put together a wild ship, y'all. Uh, it still does not have a name, but it is built. Uh, it has all kind. Do you have notes on the ship? Is that what's happening down there? <laughs> chaos. It's okay. It's all chaos. <laughs> right? Forgot my uh, microphone was on and I was trying to grab them discreetly. <laughs> Professional streamers, y'all. Um, we Wednesday. so that we built a ship. It's got all kinds of fun stuff. It is it is a it is a spaceship version of a Dyson sphere. We couldn't actually contain a whole star within our ship, uh, but we faked it pretty well. There's a library. There's a Good war room. There's a legally distinct uh, CIC galaxy map area from the legally distinct Mass Effect Normandy. Um, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, in this ship and it's very exciting. I also, like I have to point out only now because we're all done. I loved, I love the design of the ship. I also love that not one of you asked for like upgraded weapons or like stealth technology or like fast engines. It was libraries and kitchens. And I love that about the five of you. And I just had to say that now that the ship is built. Excuse me. I yes. asked for a massive fabrication like hologram. I have those weapons just all yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Fair enough. That's that's I, I will true. enhance our weapons. We didn't have to ask you for it. That's, that's true. That's a fair point. Maybe that is the plan all along. I can't wait to find <laughs> out. So we built a ship. Uh, we spent a few days uh, uh, hanging out with each other. Uh, and then the ship was ready. You were all brought to the hangar bay to see this glorious ship. Uh, on the day that it is ready for space travel. Um, Koza tested the hull integrity. Uh, and the good news is uh, hull is quite, quite integral, quite, quite secure, uh, it would seem. You were all given uh, these little chips, uh, little uh, like text input chips and told that once the five of you, no rush, uh, because you have a des- call sign designation for the ship, but once the five of you agree on a name for your new vessel, uh, you should all input it into your individual chips. And once all five chips have matching input, uh, the name will be laser etched onto uh, the hull and the call sign designation for your ship will be officially changed from the somewhat impersonal string of letters and numbers that it currently is to whatever you all decide to call it. Um, why did we build you a ship? Well, because you got to go look for clues about the mysterious machines, which is a delightfully accidental bit of alliteration that I use all the time now when I'm talking about this. Um, those machines that came and sampled you all and didn't crash land, apparently, on the beaches of Mandira, they are a problem or a potential one. And you all have been tasked 
with going out, following some sort of communication signal that, we're, uh, that Torch was able to track and see if you can learn more about them. Did I miss anything important, large, that we need to talk about before moving on with today's session? <laughs> okay. Mm, no. No? All right. So, um, thrilled for the new ship uh, and also excited to begin to learn coding, right? Didn't didn't Eli ask for coding lessons or something from Koza last week? Um, I don't super remember exactly <laughs> what he they wanted information about um but we're starting with how to use a computer good right that's right we are starting I think it has something to do with communications but we'll get there 101 yeah i love it so that's what they're going to be doing you know they are settled up in their their um quarters they checked in with you all but you know they sort of on the wistful wish they were at navigations but uh you know um, feels that perhaps with this new ship, uh, maybe at least at first, their pressing concern is going to be to um, learn to use computers good. Uh, yes. So they're gonna they're gonna hang out in their quarters uh, for a little while while you all uh, get things ready and take off. And so they'll be there. Um, that's all. The ship is ready. Uh, you all have your um, well, not destination, but your bearings. You were given bearings uh, on which to follow the signal and the the sort of frequency, I suppose, that you can check in uh, and hopefully continue to, to track that signal. Um, and it's now sort of in your hands. Obviously, Major Rafia and the rest of Torch staff, uh, you, you know, wants this to happen as soon as possible. But also, uh, Major Rafia has a whole other team uh, to go begin to, to brief and, and get ready for another mission uh, that you all decided not to go on, which is also to begin looking into more information about the Hapalox. Uh, so, so Major Rafia will be running two concurrent missions. So she has given you all her, her blessing and this beautiful new ship and said, have fun. Don't break it. Um, Invicta, once she has helped her mentor off the ground. <laughs> oh, right. Because <laughs> he was right. just laying there out of breath. Right. So Dr. Dr. Nieto ran after, saw Koza, didn't know what Koza was up to, but was like, mm, I should keep an eye and raced after Koza, uh, but um, is not at, in as good a shape as Koza's backpack of spider climb. Uh, and so wasn't really able to keep up and yes, got up there. <sighs> confirmed that the hull is in good shape and then just kind of, uh, as Invicta said, uh, lay on his back on the nice cool hangar bay floor. I just offered him a paw. I'm like, uh, do you want to get up? Uh, and he at first sort of shakes his head and then thinks and takes one big deep breath and, and reaches out to take your extended paw and sort of, you know, brushes himself off when he's up, <sighs> takes another few breaths and, and seems to have composed himself. <laughs> Like, I don't know why I have it, but I have a water flask and I'm like here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Downs it, maybe looks around to make sure that like, you know, his, the people that report to him aren't watching and he like pours a little of it on his head and like, oh, that's better. Uh, cools down oh, a little. No. It's like, are, are you okay? It's, yeah, uh, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, should probably get to the hollow gym more often, but um you know, don't generally have to sprint. 
the cross hangers when I'm making ships out of holographic representations of large machinery. I offered to train you. You said no. I, I, I at once regret and also stand by my choice based on today. He sort of looks down and is like, yeah. All right, well, stay out of trouble. Uh, well, uh, likewise, I suppose. Oh, I like trouble. Uh, and he he sort of begins to to back up, you know, giving you all, everyone in the hangar has sort of given you all a little space. They're not, you know, it's not anything ostentatious, but everyone has backed away. All of the techs and the mechanics that were doing last minute checks have finished. And so there's a little bit of space between uh, between you all and empty space between you all and the ship. And uh, Dr. Nieto sort of steps back and joins the rest of the crowd. And you can tell that he is thrilled that you all get to, to go out and go on this mission, but also like, it's a little bit his baby and he's a little bit sort of wants to keep it close always so he can keep an eye on it. Is there any chance we could get him to come with us? You could certainly ask, but the impression that you've gotten is that he is also nothing quite so, um, well, let's just call the spade spade, nothing quite so expensive, uh, but he uh, has to go and work on a ship for the other Hapalot crew because mm. they're going to need something uh, that can go in the water as well as through space. The Hapalot crew? Uh, crew that is investigating the Hapalocks. Uh, oh, it's like, wait, an important distinction. When? Thank you. <laughs> I was like, Torch hired Haplocks? What did I miss? Obi-Gan? Yeah, like in the in the three days that they were building the ship, they had a whole alliance treaty, and now they've taken over. To- no, none of that's true. Um, is sitting here like we've brokered a, p- a peace <laughs> as the tentacles come and encircle her. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you all are, are free to to board the ship at will to to set off. Um, you are heading off on a on a vector. Um, for what it's worth, it's sort of orthogonal to the direction that Hathoray was in, um, but you don't know how far you're going to go uh, because you just know that whatever received this signal from the mysterious machines was somewhere outside of uh, Torch planetary scanner range. So you're going to go for a ways, but that's about as specific as, as, uh, as Torch has been able to be about your voyage. I'm heading in. Yeah. Have we gotten any updates from the crew that's, that's going to investigate? Have they got, does anyone have any updates? The Hapalocks, you mean the Hapalock crew, the crew investigating on, the Hapalocks? On the Hapalocks. I know they're still waiting <laughs> right. on their shit, but they have people out currently. Uh, they don't because basically, and this was going to happen no matter which one you all decided to investigate, they need to sort of get briefed up to your level. Um, you all sort of got first pick because you have firsthand experience with both of these groups, entities, whatever. Um, and so now they need to sort of collate and and brief that team on everything that you all have have brought in about the Hapalox. So they have not started their mission yet. Uh, so Invictus starts heading up the. Does a, is a gangplank is such a boat thing? Does a spaceship have a different? It's a it's a, it's a sky boat. Sky sky boat. Yes. All right. So the gangplank is out. Uh, there's a little you know there's a little sort of hatch uh, in in one part of the sphere. Uh, can't talk about sides. Um, and as Invicta uh, steps on. Um, the uh, lights on the side of the gangplank sort of begin to light up as she moves up towards the ship. 
uh, Koza Skitters uh, from around, she was on the other side, sort of like haranguing the, uh, those last couple uh, like texts that were working uh-huh. on it. And uh-huh. just like, what are you doing? What are you, are, are you, okay, hold on. Oops, something different's happening on the other side. And she like skitters over to watch uh, how to properly enter this. Incredible. She's just and watching think- like a weird creep. I think, Koza, I think as you begin to like, because you sort of leapt up and just picked a spot to test the the plasma knife or whatever it was. Yep. Um, but now that you're trying to skeeter around on it, you can do it, but it's tough. The, the techs have done a impressive job Sorry. of making this sphere, which you know, I mean, you watched Dr. Dr. Nieto put it together from other ship parts, but they've done a remarkable job of making it fairly seamless. Uh, and so getting purchase with your spider climb backpack is... is uh, possible but kind of a little difficult you know the legs are sort of doing the the newborn full thing sometimes yeah okay i'm gonna have to come up with a fix for this uh, to (laughs) work on this bad boy when we're in space good problems this is a good problem good problems good problems uh how's the door (laughs) she's just yelling as she comes around the front i love it ikemba and silent i've nine uh are you have you've seen Invicta begin her ascent uh Koza is is creepy perched and watching the entrance uh what are you two up to we're leaving we're getting ready to like actually well that's up to you that's up to you you can go and check out the ship on the inside but you don't have to leave right this moment if you don't feel like you're ready uh Major Rafia has sort of left now excuse me mission timetables in in y'all's hands She's learned not to even try to micromanage y'all. As it should be. Sila turns around and she says, this way. And behind her, you see three people from Torch pushing carts of food to stock the kitchen. <laughs> yes. So she's made sure yep. that she has like all the ingredients and freeze-dried food, emergency snacks, Insta bread, like stuff to make bread so she doesn't have to worry about the bread. Oh, bread. I like that. She needs a hobby. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and you see, you know, they've got one of them has like a refrigerated cart. One of them just has like, obviously just like, you know, cargo crates with non-perishable packagings. Um, and you said there were three of them. So uh, one of them has, uh, one of them just has a bunch of tanks of like, you know, cooking oil and and drinking water and maybe some wine. I don't know, or some whiskey. It's you all. I don't know. Uh, oh, no, my whiskey's in my backpack. Oh, well, yeah. You've got your personal stash. This is the, the general whiskey supply. Yes. So technically, since we're in, like, in space, like, wouldn't all macaroni be easy, Matt? Where you just like throw the water. Like, seriously, like, would you just have easy Mac? I feel like right, that would because- be a thing. All because, space you mean because water is going to like boil? Is that what you mean? I mean, like, yeah, you would want to have like the instant situation set up. So oh, I, I like- see what you mean. I see what yeah. you mean. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. You all have such a nice kitchen. I don't know what you would have requested. Yeah, we Mostly have, like, a candy. Supply. <laughs> um, just a note that when uh, Kosa actually does yell that of how's the door. Uh-huh. And Victor just looks up, and it's like, uh, I don't know, you should actually try walking through it. It's a door. Okay, I will. But she does not at this moment. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. She just remains watching you, like, I don't understand what that interaction was, and I I want to see you go through the door. (laughs) What if it's trapped? 
<laughs> yeah, but now that Victor's concerned that she's done something to the door. Ah, now that is not unreasonable. <laughs> I walked in here with the rest of you. I did not move make the door. Move very quickly. <laughs> I mean, do. you saw That's what true. I did. I tried to tear into the hull. Which is uh, why she's concerned and stopped moving. <laughs> Well, for what it's worth, uh, Silent Nine One Nine and her crew of of three staff oh, yeah. member uh, 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 staff members who are bringing on uh, supplies are also beginning their way up this ramp. So um, you could, you know, send them first. Yeah. Cap, how's the door? <laughs> it's a door. <laughs> Look, I think you guys three... refuse to enjoy the magic of a new ship, and I get that. Because you're not like this is my whole jam. You guys go out and do uh, adventures. The ship is my thing, so I'm just trying to get a read on if we like the ship or not. And I feel like I'm getting a lot of static. It's a big I, round boy, and I need to know if you like the door. I haven't well, gone through how, it. You said how's the door, and when you say how's the door, I assumed you meant the feelings of the door, and. I wasn't aware that doors had feelings. Dr. Nero, does this door have feelings? Uh, Dr. Nero looks panicked and goes, no, you didn't tell me that you wanted that. Okay, just checking. All right, that's my bad use of language. Um, anyway, please go inside. And she just gets three, closer to the edge and is like watching you go in. The three supplier staff members at this point are like at the door and they just sort of like turn around and look to you, Silent Nightmare, and they're like, should we continue? <laughs> it can't yes, can just could, like right when... I'm sorry, go ahead. Nope. And I was going to say, if you could, please make sure that Tosa sees those. And on the bottom shelf of the third behind the little flap, you know, when you work in a restaurant, they have like the little flaps that go over it and you take it to a Oh, Yes. So like yes, I underneath do. that flap on the bottom row, <laughs> they're like those Sam's Club size containers of candy, <laughs> the clear, the big clear ones. Uh-huh. But they're all individually wrapped. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, so go ahead, Akemba. That begins to go up the ramp. Go ahead, Akemba. Akemba just bypasses the wall. It's like, he's <laughs> he's excited about the door now. He's just, incredible about this door. I, I, I'm just going to go in. Uh, Koza, you hear as you're, as you're sort of uh, going on your, your, um, what do we call it? Speech about the door. You hear who can only be, it must be the tech that installed the door somewhere on the other side of the hangar go, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ikemba walks to the door and you know what happens? He finds himself on the inside of the spaceship. The other three- I turn and scream back. It's a good door. Thanks. From across the hangar. Uh, yeah, the three staff members uh, push the supplies up in behind. Uh, they know the layout of the ship because they were briefed, and so they take that to the kitchen area. Um, so Akemba is inside. The people uh, with the food are inside. Um, the other two of you are on the ramp, and Koza is up on the thing. Do you know, do you know, in all of my years of GMing, for all different people, Boarding the ship has never, in fact, taken 15 minutes. I commend you all. <laughs> Here for you. I mean, that. also, I mean that sincerely. Like, Love only you. the four of you could make such a meal out of this. Even an untrapped door in an RPG <laughs> still feels like a lot. I also feel like we set the, the bar pretty high early on with just well, chaos. Today is chaos That's day. true. Just, That's true. A secret happen. door kind of gal. 
Oh yeah, well, undoubtedly uh, there are you know, well, well-constructed, slightly hidden doors somewhere that you'll be able to find somewhere on the ship. In the ship. library? If... Oh, yes, of course in the library. Suddenly we're playing Clue. <laughs> With the candlestick. All right, can we get everybody on board this <laughs> ship? At least, for... y'all don't have to take off anywhere. I just want you inside. Oh, yeah, Koza absolutely follows in. Great, fantastic. So you all are there and you see uh, the entrance area, the, the, um, sort of uh, gangplank heads up into a big corridor uh, and there are, <laughs> and there are, uh, you know, there is signage to lead you to CIC, to lead you to, um, you know, crew quarters, uh, uh, to the galley, uh, which, you know, after much back and forth, uh, they decided to call it a galley because it's technically a ship, even though you all asked for a kitchen, it's fine. Um, so, so yeah, you all oh. can, exp huh? It's a galley? It's just called a galley. Oh, I thought you were saying that it was designed like a galley and not the way that it was actually supposed to be. Oh, no, no, no. It is designed exactly to your specifications. Uh, but whoever whoever made the signs was like, it's a ship. We got to call it a galley. Um, so, yes, yeah, so you all are on board. You can see signage to wherever you would like to go. Uh, as I said, Captain or Major Rafia is not going to tell you all when to start this mission. You can do so at your leisure. That said, your storyteller would appreciate it if you started at some time in the next hour and a half. <laughs> uh and is just going straight to her quarters yep um you can see that uh the so obviously the main direction that you can head is towards cic is towards uh, uh combat information center towards sort of where things happen on the ship uh but but the corridor to y'all's quarters is enormous uh, Y'all have some nice digs on this ship, uh, as Invicta, at least, will shortly discover. How about the rest of y'all? I'm just, uh, I've, I'm going to pull up a little, like, schematic mm -hmm. and just start looking at every inch of it. I could care yeah. less about my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay, so Koza's doing a, a thorough combing. I was on the way to the kitchen. Kitchen, yes, absolutely, along with all of the whether supplies. Whether all the cheese accoutrements are available. Perfect. Uh, are you also accompanying the food to the kitchen, the supplies to the kitchen, I should say? Yeah. Me? Sorry, Silent 919. I'm looking okay, my at bad. you I'm like, like well, you can yeah, tell like, who the hell I'm looking the at in the kitchen. Zoom. I might as well go with them. <laughs> I do. Great. I would like, can I show Akimba a little treat that's there for him special? Yes, absolutely you can. I'm going to reach under and I pull out legally distinct handy snacks and on one side it's the pretzels and the other side it's a little bit of cheese dip so that he can carry it around and have portable dips and cheese <laughs> yep 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 the canvas sees it and the music is just thank you so much amazing you've shown an affinity um, one of the torch staffers, now that it's opened up, like grabs a couple of them as as they are unloading into the storage space in the kitchen, just like hands them to you. It's like, go ahead and take these. We know. Thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. We've heard. We know. Pockets one and just busts the other open because yeah, yeah. Obviously, cheesy snacks got to go. I love it. It is. It is. Uh, you know, everything you asked for. There's there are all of the appliances. There's plenty of space. Um, storage is relatively convenient uh, to to the actual cooking space. 
Um, anything in particular you're checking on? No is okay. No, there is. Oh, there is. What is it? I don't remember if I specified it, but I know that in my brain I specified it, so it's canon. <laughs> oh. I am really hoping upon hope that when I walk and turn the corner, I know we have the sub zero the sub zero refrigerators, but like uh -huh. in the dead center, like for reference, if you've ever watched Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and you saw Yolanda Hadid's Foster's refrigerator, she had this clear like see-through like see-through refrigerator that was a walk-in refrigerator and it had like a wood back wall, but it was like clear and you could open the doors and that was your refrigerator, but you can see into it and it was beautiful. There's one of those, but it's bigger than that and there aren't lemons in it. And there aren't lemons in it, is that what she said? Yeah. Do we not yeah. like lemons? No. Okay. Sila doesn't. Christina loves lemons. I love lemons. Yeah, that's absolutely there. Uh, it takes you a minute to find because the um, there is a, a a sort of way to uh, make the walls of the fridge transparent. Um, they are currently opaque, uh, so that you know light from the galley doesn't like warm up the food that is being kept at a very specific temperature, whatever, whatever. But at any point you can, you can sort of, you know, push a button, flip a switch, whatever. Uh, and the sides become transparent. So you can see what's inside. And so you have this beautiful thing there. Absolutely. If I had we will take away this wood. <laughs> yes. We will follow Invicta um, as she heads down the corridors towards uh, towards crew quarters, uh, and you find yours, you know, they're, they're well labeled and it immediately responds, uh, to your ID chit and, uh, you know, welcome Invicta as you, mm, do I want the ship to speak? No, I don't think I do quite yet. Oh no, uh, let's talk. Oh, damn it. All right. Yeah, hang I on. mean, you can use that for that one. I know. <laughs> I mean, it could be, it could be a voice once she gets inside or, it could also be like, when you're making a character, choose your voice. Yeah, oh, I love that. Um, all right, so right now I think the D, hold on, give me one second. All right, so the default voice uh, that we're gonna start, that, that you hear uh, upon entering your quarters simply says, welcome, Invicta. Computer, change voice. I'll try not to take that personally. Oh, here are your options. It's an opinionated <laughs> VI, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, yeah, and uh, and you know, you there are all kinds of of things that you can uh, voices that you can set, and you can set them, uh, you know, for your for your quarters, and and the voice tells you, you know, uh, ship wide uh, voice changes must be made uh, from the command center. Blah blah blah. No, just just in here, just a, a little softer, please. Of course, we want you to be as comfortable as possible here in your new quarters. Will this do? Yes, thank you. Excellent. Please have a look around and let us know if there's anything we can do for you. What do I call you? I was not given a name by my creators. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'm... I didn't realize I was missing one until now. Can I give you one? Yes. Vicky. 
I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at whatever name you just said, but you kind of a little bit cut out at the beginning, so I have no idea what the starting consonant is. So I just heard icky. V. Got it. That's what I assumed, but truly all I heard was icky, and I was like, well, I'm not going to call myself that. No, Vicky. (laughs) Got it. Thank you. Got it. (laughs) Just Vicky. Nice. Uh, Mus- uh, uh, Mon- nope, I always would do scriptures. Uh, Museli, ancient Musalian name, uh, short for Victoria most times. I enjoy, thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, and do you want to tell us a little bit about what your quarters look like? Because, uh, sure. I mean, you know. I mean, now it's my turn to be on the spot. Um, <laughs> so Invicta has a, a, what would be an earth equivalent of a king-size bed. Uh, very rich and dark bedding. It's like reds and grays. She's got a full wall of just books, like actual books that she would have had sent over from her quarters at Torch. Mm-hmm. Um, a section to fabricate things, like her own things. A weapon station so she can keep her blade sharp and kind of experiment with other stuff. And then a, a corner that isn't lit up at the moment, but it has musical instruments. And, you know, it was a request that she slipped in, but only to the doctor. (laughs) And, you know, that is for when she knows she will not be disturbed. She can lock the door and practice and enjoy. I don't, we didn't come up with the music with the Vitoan equivalent of a guitar, but she likes playing guitar. Um, It's very cool looking though, whatever it is. That's what Canva's for. That's Um, right. And, um, you know, and there's a rack for arms, armor, her sword, and the most fancy computer that she could ask for. Yeah. And and you, at first, sort of like, uh, sort of like Silent Number 9 had to take a minute to find uh, her specifically requested transparent fridge. Uh, there are things missing at first as you're looking around. And then you realize that actually it's all uh, sort of cleverly like, Murphy bedded away, right? Like each little station has enough room to be expanded, but all of them can't be expanded at the same time. Like you all have nice sized cabins, but it is still a spaceship. Um, but but all it takes is, you know, a request to Vicky uh, and the different stations will deploy. Um, and so that you find, you know, you you can find everything that you just said uh, sort of in its in its contained space around the room. Yeah, and she's got like her engineering books and like data pads out and stuff like that because she is cool. fascinated by the ship, but she wants to sit and study it on her own time. Totally, totally. And obviously there are some permanent fixtures, right? Like the bed is probably permanent. The basic yeah. stuff is always there. Cool. Okay. So you get settled. You check out all your places. You've got your books. You make sure that everything is sort of there. You settle in. Cause where you be? Uh, after uh, kind of just investigating every corner, uh, she's gone through with like some tape in the same yellow as her jumpsuit and like uh, marked out favorite like places that she will kind of post up like little crawl spaces because she's a weirdo. Um, Love it. Yeah. And then after that, I think she heads into that main fabrication room and is just, yeah. And is just sort of marveling at like, the power draw to even like have any of this work. And I think has kind of gone from like, this equipment is incredible. I love brand new things. I can't wait to dirty them up by Uh using them. And then it's just sort of probably, uh, she's found like a good viewpoint for that core and is just kind of staring at it. 
Yeah, and you watch, I think, um, you know, maybe you're near to this fabrication room. So you power up the fabrication room and you can see, you actually can watch from, you know, in the core power being routed to this room and you can sort of, I mean, not in any sort of exact, um, you know, exact way, but you can see that the power that is required for this room to be fully functional means that other areas, other currently empty and non-essential areas of the ship, yeah. but still other areas of the ship uh, are powering down. Um, you know, maybe maybe the lights in the library are sort of dimmed to minimal and those two are in the kitchen. So the kitchen's gonna be fine, but uh, you know, some of the green spaces, the light that really sort of makes them sparkle sort of gets dimmed and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, exactly what you said as you're watching this core, you can see the lifeblood of this ship getting sort of sent where it is needed. Koza uh, immediately begins uh, creating a spreadsheet <laughs> for like <laughs> when she's going to be working here. And she like, yeah, she sends out an email invite to everyone in the crew. Like, just so you know, here's when I plan on using the fabrication room. So don't go in the other rooms or maybe the, maybe the life supports off. I don't know. Anyway. Maybe I accidentally uh turned off that yeah please um, don't die in the meditation room because i want to build a thing <laughs> yeah yeah um excellent what else um i'll had a chance to check out one particular area koza has sort of done a quick run of most of it but has, has focused on one area uh I, I yeah i don't know it's up to you all uh how you want to if you feel prepared if you want to continue to prepare uh what you want to do next um, do we have any orders directly from Rufia? Um, the orders are, you know, uh, follow the signal, attempt to discover what received it. Uh, and then from there, you know, she's giving you a little leeway. She definitely wants you all to report in at that point. Um, but you know, whether the next command would be to investigate further, uh, come back with that information. It all sort of depends on what you've got to find uh, or what you do end up finding. So right now the order is just follow uh, the comm signals vector uh, and see what's out there. And hopefully it will lead you to more info. Okay. Who drives? <laughs> I think I'm just on the comms now, just yeah, yelling to the absolutely. rest of the, the ship. I love it. If someone answered with a like a raised hand, uh, these are an audio medium. So who drives? Someone's microphone was muted. <laughs> it's no, What's... you know what? I love that. That's canon. It still happens in whatever far flung galaxy, in whatever far flung year, everybody still forgets to take off mute. Yes. <laughs> not, a, not a commonplace thing. I'm not a, not a remote control. I don't know what to do. I'm just just press the button. I don't know. It lights, it's bright red. How do I miss it? I don't know. And yet we yeah. all do. And I do constantly. But I realize who's running the engineering issue? Like I can do like the steering issue, but like. You mean navigation? navigation? Yeah, that. Yeah, that's You're different. Good. I don't look at maps. I just make sure the <laughs> ship goes in the direction you guys want to go in. So there is, uh, you all have a bearing for the signal. Um, and since you are just sort of 
following that until something happens. Uh, in terms of like guidance and route planning navigation, that's easy enough to like, uh, you know, input into give, uh, give the ship's computer and, and, you know, the ship can plot a straight line course. That's easy enough. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but there is also up on the command deck, there is, of course, a navigation system and a sensor station uh, for more sort of immediate uh, looking about and piloting and avoiding avoiding trouble. Um, what else is um, up on the command station? Uh, a communication also, system sort of near the sensor suite. Uh, I'll take yeah. the sensor station. Okay. And I'm guessing ILI probably would navigate since they've been doing that previously. That's my assumption, uh, which is sort of why I made a point of saying that, uh, you know, it's easy this time since they're not here. But yeah, I, that's my <laughs> assumption is that they'll go back to NAVs, uh, you know, when they're done studying in their room. Um, yeah, there are also obviously like weapons batteries and stuff like that, but they're not in the central command center. So if and when that becomes necessary, you know, anybody who needs or wants can go to those areas. Um, yeah. So in where do you want to go? Uh -huh. um, who who's opening the hangar doors so we can leave? Well, uh, so uh, I think at this point feels like a good time for Rafia to sort of say. So just to be clear, to be clear, are you all are you going now? Are we kicking the mission off now? Off now? Which should we? Or are you going to wait? Are you prepared? Are you prepared? Are we? I just look yes. at Cap. Are we prepared? Everyone have. And she pulls out a checklist. Does everyone have uniforms? What? Yeah. Do you have your clothes, your uniform that you'll be wearing, your outfits? Do you have those packed with you and ready to go? Are we supposed to have more than um, one? I have Do clothes. you have pajamas? Do you have pajamas? I'm covered in fur. That doesn't Same mean reason you don't as her. pajamas. Do you have Does two brushes? Hey, hang on, this is important canon information. I now have to write down that Hyannals don't wear pajamas. Hold on. Um, Invicta, is she gonna do like everything? Like everything? I don't know. I'm not this the one is... who didn't pack your stuff. You are. I'm just making sure that you have everything you need so that we can get on the road because we're not coming back. Okay, so clear point of clarification, you are you are in charge of the mission, but my I I I have traveled before, Sila. Do you have your toothbrush? I feel like I could fabricate a toothbrush if everyone just gets out of all of the like auxiliary locations. I you can definitely. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead, Invicta. No, Invicta is just like I. I can build a toothbrush if I actually forgot mine. But yes, I have fangs. Yes, I have a toothbrush. I have a big toothbrush. Would you like a photo of it? You all. But do absolutely... you have it on the ship? Yes did not turn off the comms with Rafia. So she has yeah. heard all of this. And yeah. she goes, I'm going to open the hangar bay doors. Hangar bay doors. Be safe. Good luck. Don't leave the conversation. Uh, but do the do both. Can't major, Silence, major. but the hangar bay doors start to open and there is no indication that she has clicked off the call. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> Because it feels she, powerful. She genuinely, every time she interacts with you all in person, she just like doesn't know what to do. And I think she maybe has a little bit given up. <laughs> I feel so bad for Rafia. I want to buy. Mm, if she drank, if she if she ate and drank food, I would buy her the biggest meal and 
bottle of whiskey. Oh my God. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? You all are like incredibly effective, but also like incredibly weird to communicate with. <laughs> I feel very normal. Ikemba, are we being weird? Are we ever being weird? We're just being ourselves. I didn't answer the question enough. I feel like it's it's not really a question that is a problem. We are us. By okay. nature, we're not the normal torch, which Every is perfect for me. Everything you say sounds super deep because your voice is low. <laughs> at at this point, oh, go ahead. That's all. He's just here for you. <laughs> I love it. At this point, you all feel a little jolt uh, as the tracks that, because the ship was inside the hangar bay, uh, and they are, uh, <laughs> we've never seen this ship take off, so we're not taking any chances. And Torch uh, has the ship on, uh, on tracks and is now, uh, the tracks are now moving and taking the ship uh, out of the hangar and out into the outside, um, because we don't really want to test take off inside the hangar, just in case. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you can feel uh, the sort of vibration as the as the ship begins to get pulled out of the now open hangar bay doors, um, and and after a few moments, uh, Rafia says, um, "Standing by for takeoff. You are cleared." Let's go on an adventure. Everyone ready? Born yes. ready. Always ready. Right. Great. Mike, and he takes a bite of the pretzel with cheese on it. <laughs> yes, yes, the perfect image as the ship uh, begins to start up. And you, um, if you have, uh, you know, monitor sensors on for sound outside, uh, you know, as soon as, uh, as soon as the engines, um, the propulsion engines start to spin up, uh, you hear cheers uh, from, from the engineers um, and, you know, uh, excitement both that they did a thing and also that it didn't explode. Um, and the ship begins to rotate and you all feel it just for an instant as this enormous sphere uh, begins to sort of spin. Uh, but after a moment, uh, you hear the default uh, ship's voice uh, come on the all call system. Uh, and say, interior gravitic stabilizers engaged. And all of a sudden, uh, it feels normal again. Uh, you all can walk around. But if you look outside, uh, you know, if you, if, you, if you open up a, um, you know, a camera or a screen or whatever to the outside, uh, you can see that the, the camera is stabilizing it so you can actually look, but the ship is continuing to spin. This is part of its uh, uh, propulsion system. Uh, and it's starting to spin quite fast uh, and a real, a real significant wind is sort of kicking up out there. And eventually, even with the, uh, the stabilizers or whatever the ship called them activated, you definitely feel it when this ship kunk lifts from the tracks and begins to ascend. Um, and very quickly, uh, this spinning orb of a ship that you all have created uh, spins its way up through the outer reaches of the atmosphere and you all are greeted by the beautiful, terrifying, whatever, 
expanse of stars and void and off your head. Oh, fun. Yeah. Uh, Koza is just staring at all the array, uh, like of just watching this thing come online and like probably looks the closest she's ever looked to like full sobbing. She's so happy and excited. And we didn't blow up and that's great. <laughs> Always great, right? Uh, yeah, sensors and and uh, panels and all sorts of readouts begin to light up uh, there on the command deck. Uh, you see that all around you, the command deck, like the rest of the ship, is circular. Uh, and so all around you can see indicators light up that uh, indicate structures near and far. Uh, you know, you can see sort of the, 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 it's not a full view screen, but it's just little lights uh, to indicate where the planet is, where some of the comm satellites in orbit are relative to your ship, uh, where even, you know, where this system's star is off in one direction, this tiny, tiny little pinprick of light, you really are getting sort of a full view of space around you. And as you all head out, um, you, I don't know, you all can, you see, you can tap into this comm signal that you're following, but right now it's just a, a direction vector. Um, is there anything that you all are doing right at the kickoff of this mission to, uh, you know, prepare for what you may find or to better, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know, is there anything active that you all are doing here at the top of the mission? No is okay, because right now all I've told you is you're following a mysterious comm signal, so that's fine. I just don't want to take, you know, take anything away from you all. all right. um, mm -hmm. Invict Invicta's just going over the sensors and, and giving that her full attention, but she's also got kind of an analysis of this signal going off to the side to see Wait, if she that. can tell anything about it. Yeah, I love that. So why don't you... Um... Well, let's start with you doing a once over of the sensors. And you said you were headed to like the sensor array. So you're sort of, uh, you know, everybody can see the indicators of, of space objects, but you are at this station where you're really getting the full feed of things around you, of, mm -hmm. you know, you can, there is a, a visual display of the communication signal that you're following. Uh, you can sort of follow that out you know, as far as you want to sort of see where there might be um, obstacles or hazards in the way, whatever it is. Um, you also see at this sensor area, you're also getting uh, ship stat some ship status readouts, uh, things like core temperature and uh, things like that are nearby to your station, just uh, general mm -hmm. status of, of ship functions. Um, you know, you imagine that likely you don't need to worry too much about that unless they start flashing uh, and, and screaming. So you're good. Um, and then I'll call it Kemba because DJ is really dangerous. That's the one. That's the one. Uh, but you also want to do a little analysis of the um, of the signal. And what are you trying to learn about it? Um, how old it is. Okay. When it may have, like, I know we're going toward where it came from, but where it has this heading to other way around. It heading, came from okay. the Toa. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry, where it was going to, but like, how old is this? How long have they been broadcasting it? Mm -hmm. Are there signatures tied to other cultures that we've come across? Because I don't know if we established, was it tied to our squiddy friends? Was it not? 
it was it well <laughs> you're pretty sure that it wasn't for for several reasons initially the biggest reason was that it seems it seems like the squiddy friends shot at the mysterious machine friends with their big gun that took out the wistful wish uh so that was your first indication that perhaps they are uh you know not besties but now torch has uh has been able to do at least a little bit of analysis and the the language markers and the signal in general are is very different from anything that they've been able to analyze from the hapalock so it seems to not be a hapalock signal okay yeah so i'm just i'm just trying to analyze for any kind of age Great. any message if i can tell anything about it the message itself is something that Torch has been working on, but you know, whatever language and then whatever encoding and then whatever, it's 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 been too much so far. Um, in terms of age, it looks like you can date it pretty closely to the, uh, to just, mm, yeah, to when you got the initial report of the crash landing on the beach in Mandira. Mm. It started almost immediately. So as far as you can tell, you know, well before you all got there. Um, it's also the fact that you all have enough of this signal to continue to sort of track. Um, I mean, probably means that it was meant to be sent over a large distance, right? So you all, I mean, you already kind of know that because it's out of range of planetary sensors, but like, this is a beefy signal. Uh, so you you can tell that you you know it's it was at least meant to go for for quite a ways. Okay. Right. Um, I we'll have opportunities to do more of that analysis. I think yeah. that's great, and we'll do more of that later. But at least right now, that's what you sort of can get. I just threw okay. an eraser across the room. That was exciting. <laughs> I, I I type all that up because I figure everything else is kind of on auto, and we're just cruising along. I mean, for now, yeah. Yep. So she writes it up and actually uh, sends it over to Sila. Okay. Ikemba, where are you hanging out here on in the command center? Or are you in the command center while when the ship first takes off? Oh yeah. Okay. Ikemba would easily and guarantee be in the cockpit watching the entrance of space into a new ship. Oh yeah. There's no way he would miss that. So he oh, yeah. next to Ilock, just helping with the controls, just Got it. silently just in awe of experiencing the first uh start of the journey of the new ship. Yeah. And, no, to continue, please. You, you oh, had, no, you I was going to say, say. Yeah, it's, um, it, is a, it is a novel experience for you. You know, you've all left the atmosphere several times in your careers, um, but this time is a little bit different. Something about the shape of the ship and the incredible job that the, that the engineers did on, you know, making it seamless, making it perfectly smooth. There is very little of the usual sort of... Um, I don't know, friction burn, friction flames, uh, and sort of sh shaking that you often experience when leaving the atmosphere or entering it at high velocities. Something about the construction and the shape of this ship just sort of lets it slide right out of the atmosphere in a really sort of uniquely smooth way. Koza, Silent 919, anything we should know? Sorry, my computer just freaked out for a moment. We're good. <laughs> you good? Cool. Yeah. Um, no, I think Kosa's just, uh, she doesn't really have a job yet other than learn the ship. Yeah. So she is just uh, as surrounded with uh, ship data. She's not paying necessarily uh, like attention to like the sensor data and is happily sure. leaving that to Invicta, but is just 
getting cozy with how the ship goes. And there is actually, they knew you'd be there, right? Uh, and there is actually a station in uh, the command center that is uh, basically like, you know, engine, uh, core monitors and and all the things that you uh that you would be interested in um that you would normally have to be you know in engineering you can't obviously do all of the things to you know direct you can't interface directly with the core blah blah, blah. but all of but there is a station that like that information is readily available to you here in the command center because they knew you'd be there so there you go yeah and our commanding officer silo looks around and just kind of using her, the inside of her eyes to kind of scan and see if there's any documentation that's come up on where they need to go next. She's gotten the alerts and she's going to call Major Rafia to check in. Okay. Uh, so um, Invicta can sort of, uh, can pass you over, you know, swipe over. I don't know what, this whole idea of just being able to like touch interface with technology that isn't actually there is fascinating to me. So apparently that's what we're doing this, this uh, season. Um, Invicta is able to sort of pass you uh, information about the trajectory of the signal. Um, and so you can examine that uh, Silent 919 and really get a sense of uh, at least the first part of your journey. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to pass by a few, um, a few other planets in this system. Uh, you're going to pass by some, uh, you know, some moons and some other celestial bodies, whatever. Um, and you can see that further out, once you reach the edge of Vatoan planetary sensors, you know it's got to be somewhere beyond that point. Um, there are several areas of the space that you all will be traveling through that are of concern for various reasons, um, and and that can be addressed, you know, in, in myriad ways. Um, there are some some pretty gnarly asteroid fields between, you know, in the path of this. Uh, of this signal. Um, there is an area of space that is sort of on the border between uh, between jurisdictions that is, I don't want to say a hotbed for pirates, but like everyone no sort of way? keeps an eye on things. What's that? So you're saying <laughs> everyone sort of keeps an eye on things out there. Of pirate activity? That's exactly what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. It's a room a temperature sleeping cot. bag of pirate Yeah, it's activity. not comfortable. It's why people don't go there. It's just like, why would I do this when I have a bed waiting? Anyway. It's like uh, a slightly tepid blanket of pirate activity. All I was about to say that. <laughs> Here for you. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's, there's you know, slightly less patrolled areas of space that you're going to be passing through. Um, but you have, you now sort of have the heads up on all of that. Uh, so, you know, you can, you can choose to, to deal with those things as they come up as you see fit because you have, you are for, forearmed, forewarned is forearmed, right? That's the same. Um, so there you go. Kosa? Yes, yes, Cap? Question, can you check through with the systems and see if we have some form of a cloaking device? It's right here. And I wanna push it over to her like main display. Yeah, there is, uh, there is a, like anything else, there's a sort of, gauge uh and you can you know relegate varying amounts of the ship's power to your uh to your stealth technology um to your cloaking device um for what it's worth cap there is a difference between uh radar invisible and visual sensor invisible and the second one is going to take a lot of power <laughs> correct the one is 
would that be the one where it's like a liquid that engulfs and it looks a bit like a jelly bean as it all disappears and is engulfed inside of the clear surface. Well, it kind of looks like a jelly or uh, like a liquid, but we wouldn't use a liquid because um, the way this spins, it will get, it will fly off and we have to constantly get new juice. But um, it's kind of no, like, like a gelatin form. Like, it, you know, but I was using for the visual. I was thinking of like, it's a bit liquidy, but it's more <laughs> gelatin-esque because of the state of where we are. When you get enough nanobots, what even is a liquid anymore? Am I right, Cap? <laughs> <laughs> I made her laugh. <laughs> what a laugh. I love it. I love it. Um, what, would you like to engage any part of that? Well, as Amanda? we're going into the more dangerous area, I've had mm -hmm. experience with pirates. They're delightful, but also sketchy. So, um... <laughs> If you could, as we're going in, make sure that we cloak, at least use our bare bones base model cloaking system so that we can get through undetected. Yeah. And maybe develop something else while you're at it. That could be a task for you. Now you have a project, uh-oh. Thank you. Thank you. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> and she like activates it and is kind of like, I have so many ideas already. So just for the record, this works because it takes any sort of like radar signal and it catches it and fast enough, it bounces it off the other side of us. So it looks continuous. <laughs> Not that anyone needs to know, but when I get emotional, I just talk a lot. It's on. Inside. Don't go in the library. It's dark in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we see, uh, we see, you know, a shot of the the core power uh, redirecting from the library. Um, and oh, there's no one left on board. I was gonna say someone is in there reading and is oh, I, I lie. It's it was I like lie. I gotta go do homework. And so they're sitting in the in the library, and they just you know the lights go down and they just go oh. And that's where we're gonna take our break because I lost track of time and it's 8.02. Uh, so <laughs> we, have, we have taken off, we are on our way tracing this signal. Uh, I can't wait to find out what they find after the break. Um, we're gonna take about five minutes, uh, take care of ourselves, get some water, do a bio, whatever we need, and you should do the same. Uh, but don't go too far because we will be back uh, in just a few minutes. See you all very, very soon. Thanks so much, see you soon, bye. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, thank you all for hanging out. Appreciate you very much. Uh, we are back. The crew has taken off uh, in search of the receiver uh, for this signal that was sent by the mysterious machines uh, on Mandira. They have, uh, the crew has taken off and taken some time to explore and get to know their new ship, uh, which is still just designated as a string of letters and numbers. Uh, but maybe by, by episode 10, we'll have a name for the ship. Um, but before we get back into uh, the, the story, I realized that I was remiss at the top because as we discussed, it is a Chaos Wednesday to the max. Uh, I didn't thank the folks who make sure that we're here every week and I feel bad about that. So I'm going to do that now very quickly. Um, we, of course, want to thank, as usual, Die Hard Dice. Uh, they have created a beautiful set of Musalian Skies dice for us. There is more in the works and, uh, you know, pretty much everything they have is pretty great. You should check out all of their product at dieharddice.com. And when you inevitably decide to buy something uh, and you're at the checkout screen, use code motherlandsrpg to get 10% off your whole order at dieharddice.com. 
Com. Uh, next up, we want to thank Blue Microphones. They have supplied us with the equipment to make sure that we sound great for you all. Um, we will next week, make sure that you're here next week, because next week we've got a giveaway from Blue Microphones, uh, in addition to the other giveaway that I'll talk about in a second. Uh, so we'll be giving away some Blue product next week, so be sure to be here. In the meantime, you can check out everything they have on offer at bluemic.com. Calm. Speaking of giveaways, we want to thank the folks over at Cortex by Fandom. We will, as always, we probably already have, maybe, I don't know, I wasn't watching chat, uh, be giving away some codes for uh, PDF copies of the Cortex rulebook. So keep an eye on chat. Mods will let you know how to enter and what you need to do there. Uh, but in the meantime, we're very grateful to the folks over at Cortex. Our stream here is powered by Cortex. And if you want more information about them and the system, you can check them out on Twitter. You can follow Fandom at, at Fandom Tabletop, or if you want that specifically good good cortex news you can follow them at at cortex rpg and finally we of course have to thank twitch motherland into the motherlands premieres exclusively here on twitch every wednesday at seven eastern six central five mountain four pacific midnight bst uh and we are grateful for their support uh, their continued support so that we can bring you all this third season okay now i have thanked all the people sorry i didn't do that sooner uh, let's find out what's going on in space. So you all have been traveling. We're going to do a little smash cut time jump. Uh, you all have been traveling for two days at this point. You reached the edge of the toe and sensor range after the first, I don't know, three quarters of a day, maybe. So you have been traveling and searching and hoping that this signal's endpoint will appear for about a, a little under a day and a half at this point. Um, what, no, I don't wanna ask that question yet. Let me keep talking. Uh, so as you all are progressing, uh, continuing to check in, make sure that the signal is still there, is still heading and it, and it always is. You, you haven't gotten to an endpoint, you haven't overshot the endpoint and suddenly the signal's gone, you're still just following it on. There have been a few minor hazards that you all have uh, taken care of uh, without problem. Just, uh, you know, uh, well, actually, uh, why doesn't one of you tell me a bit of an obstacle that you all uh, handled deftly uh, during this this day outside of sensor of planetary sensor range, anybody? I'll tell you if it's something I have. One, two, three. Later, it's cousin. Can't do it. <laughs> what? Hold on. Am I answering or am I the problem that was overcome? Because hey, both oh, are that's valid. a good no, question. No, I'm the answering. That was not in the text. No, it's pretty funny though, because now I want the problem to have been. Uh, Koza was. Uh, Here it is. All right, we Working were doing on a the great job. System. Here it is. Look, look. I uh, laughed a little bit that uh, I had to uh, to uh, turn the lights off on Eli. Um, but then I was like, what if I could decide where the power gets pulled from? Um, <laughs> remember how I made a joke about pulling from life support? Uh huh. Like I did it a little bit on accident. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So at Kemba, uh, when, when the ship's uh, VI started talking about uh, life support power uh, reduced to what percent, Koza? Oh, we got a roll for it, baby. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I got a natural 20, so let's say 20%. <laughs> that could have been so much worse, holy bananas. All right. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Yeah. Okay. So you, uh, Ikemba, I mean, all of you here, but I, I'm curious, Ikemba, uh, what, what your initial reaction or response is. Well, Ikemba was in the gym. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. He found out real quick because he was in the air oh, jumping no. for a kick just to practice a new kick that he's trying to learn. Um, <laughs> and then just like, uh, uh, as the knee went up and then it hit and just, <gasps> Just the he ooh, it was the worst time ooh. for him to not be able to breathe smoothly, but he just like kind of kept his composure, and then he immediately ran to the panels on the wall to see, because obviously there's a panel in the wall in the gym Absolutely. for oxygen. Oh, yeah. So he ran to the panel, uh, slightly adjusted the oxygen inside of the gym to hopefully boost it. Did nothing, so he just kind of looked through the system to see where the issue resided. He knew where she was gasping <laughs> this entire time, so he just uh-huh. kind of like left the studio and like hobbled his way to where she was what was was it was the problem solved by the time he got to the door koza i i don't know koza was it <laughs> gotta be a no I had that feeling so <sighs> oh did you have a good workout <laughs> what are you doing with the ship I how can i help am um you are sweating on my equipment i'm I was in the middle of a workout, and somehow I have a feeling that the oxygen being down to 20% was not of natural usage. And I understand that you're in here always tinkering with things, so what's happened? What do you need? Um, How can I help? And he just like kind of like collapses a little bit at the door, but like like half halfway down, he just like kind of just like sets his hands and he just he just puts them toward himself a little bit. You get a little, you get a little bit of the gold glow while yeah. he love that. corrects his lungs. <laughs> right. To not be so offended at 20% of the oxygen <laughs> they're used to. Uh, it's a temporary thing. So he's had, he has to yeah. hold it the entire time he's there, but like, <sighs> okay, I can focus now. What is it that you've done to affect <laughs> our oxygen in this way? I haven't noticed anything weird with the. Okay, I hit a button like, wrong. Hold on. So he just walks up to her and like holds yeah. his hand out to the other side of her chest and just it takes a second, but he figures it out and just. Okay, this is not normal. This is still. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry. While all this is I going just, on, I can and breathe can... and think now. I'll fix it. And Victor got on the intercom to yell, and you just hear a thud. <laughs> All so the whole time is what did you thud? Look, it's very hard to think good when your brain isn't getting enough oxygen. So that was a cascading problem. All right. If and that's I apologize. you need, it's all right. Give me a moment. And he's like Thank takes you. his other hand off and puts both hands on her and just thinks I'm very <sighs> sorry. Okay, hold on, like just hold your breath. Horribly. <sighs> I just have sorry, to ask. I'm sorry. I, as far as I can tell, the solution to this problem is a single button. Have Look, we pushed it? Hold on. Here's okay. the thing. If because uh-huh. uh, I know Akemba could see this too, because uh-huh. I know that they're good with uh, all of her interfaces. Sure. The thing you're seeing is Koza is not just immediately ramping the thing back up. She's uh-huh. trying to finish what she started, which is uh-huh. give herself granular control over like life support system so she can pull from areas that she chooses so she's finishing what she started not just ameliorating the problem and immediately it's just like uh, so you haven't 
Look, just give me like one minute. Just do the thing for one more minute and breathe less quiet. The oxygen. Breathe less loud. Now. Hold on. Um, There will be no holding on. Fix the oxygen. (laughs) You heard Invicta fall to the floor. Fix it. But it's not now. Fix it. The more we argue, the longer this takes. Okay, and I slide it back up. Like right as he's fit and he just falls as well. Yeah. Uh, As you do that, she's just slid it back up like, fine. And there's like that little like thrum and it gets a little colder in here as the air comes back. And like 10 seconds later, he just. I'm. Did you get the control that you were trying to get? (laughs) Not all of it because you fainted. (laughs) uh-huh uh-huh okay bye (laughs) fantastic fantastic you you are okay again where were you when you fell were you at your command post or were you yes i was at my command post and suddenly couldn't breathe and because we're covered in fur she's also hot and dizzy because she can't draw enough breath and she was panting and was like slamming on the communication button going, basically, what did you do? <laughs> and she like, she, as she like wobbled over because she couldn't draw breath, she just uh. like, you like that overdramatic original Star Trek when they fall. Oh, yes. <laughs> because she's just like, can't breathe. And she like, like leans over and something hits her and she just like, it's, it was like overly dramatic. You saw she like thunked on the console and then just sprawls on the floor. She's still there because she is it. out. Also, hilariously, Sila, you can have noticed these changes if you want, but none of them seem to affect you. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, that exactly. I think not my oxygen, not my problem. <laughs> you just gotta let Victor be on the ground. In the Are you on the ground by me? Are you on the ground by me? Oh yeah, Aren't I think you, you on the, the deck. I was gonna say, were you on the command deck? I was, but I had a four hundred four error, <laughs> so I was trying to back up my system, and I didn't see that. But I will get up. Oh, wow! And walk over. So you <laughs> come back to from your four hundred four, and Victa is like clawing her way back to an upright. No, position. she's out. She's out because <laughs> oh, she's, she's just her, out. She like thunked hard on the console before oh, no. she got to the ground. Oh no! And and uh, so uh, I was gonna press a couple of buttons and pull like an oxygen mask is gonna come out. There you go. There you go. Kim was on yeah, the absolutely. way as well because he 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 heard her over the intercom. Yeah, and he's like. He's on the way, like just to see if she needs any sort of assistance. Sure. He just could sure. not have. He could not form words for Koza after like not, not all of it. He he's yeah, he was finished. He was like, nope. I need. There's not enough cheese for me to not rage right now. So I need to walk away. So he's just like left to help Invicta. And then once everybody's good, I love it. Yeah, and and she's you know she's got a nice bump, but she's she's okay. Um, you know, Vicky has some some cold compresses ready in her quarters when she heads back, and and uh, you can you can check her out for concussion or whatever. But she she just you know she she whacked herself good, but she gonna be all right. So Invicta, once she does open her eyes and sees Akemba, <laughs> just just confirm if it was who I think it was. <laughs> Would it be anyone else, really? I I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt. I I don't feel his worry needed about the benefit of the doubt of anything, but... What if we had... To give her credit, she did attempt to finish 
what she was trying to do, which is but those of us that reading is kind of useful. Yes, I'm I'm aware. Um, it uh, was definitely interesting. I'm imagining she has a bit more understanding of the ship and its controls. So I have a high hope that this doesn't happen again. And I say very high, very, very high hope because hmm, it's a lovely day. We're in space. We're in space. There's no daylight. My body still has a circadian rhythm that keeps me locked to 24 hours. Therefore, it's time for cheese. I, yeah, you need your circadian rhythm to tell you that. Immediately. <laughs> no, just uh, Kimba's circadian Instinct. rhythm involves cheese at all right. times. Oh, like, sure, sure, sure. How far uh, asleep should he get cheese is the, really the real question. So, Well, if we're in my quarters, I actually like stocked the fridge with cheese and meat for whenever uh, Kimba visits. There you go. Um, Silent 919, as, as in, uh, Ikemba has taken Invicta, you know, to just check her out, make sure everything's okay. Um, all of that has happened. And Silent 919, you get, you mentioned that you were monitoring, um, uh, the trajectory of the signal and sort of keeping an eye on that. You are approaching a planetary system, a star system, and you, the sensors, the ship sensors now, uh, extend a good ways through this system and you begin to pick up or rather not pick up the signal. The signal's terminus point is somewhere in this system because as the ship's sensors extend beyond it, the signal is no longer there. Pull up some navigation coordinates and just kind of try to pinpoint it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in this system, there is uh, after there's there's a well there's an asteroid belt basically. Uh, it's a much smaller system than our Earth system, right? There are not eight and a half planets, whatever. Um, but there is an asteroid belt, and it seems like the signal stops somewhere in, you can sort of pinpoint it to about a quadrant of this asteroid belt that is that is orbiting the system's sun. Um, and it's, it's tough to get much more pinpointing than that because the asteroid field is fairly dense uh, and whatever these asteroids are made of are sort of pinging both your sensors and this signal a little bit all over the place. Uh, so it's it's hard to pinpoint beyond a, a quadrant of this belt, but you're fairly certain that wherever this signal is going, it is ending somewhere in that quadrant of this asteroid belt. Invicta, do we have a, a proper shield that we could put into place? Yes. Invicta gets this call as she is feeding a Kemba cheese and putting ice on her head, and there's a call in her cabin. <laughs> Yes, we have a shield. I've checked over all the security protocols. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. Well, I assume that you were fine because you were awake. I never mind. I really wasn't, but no. I'm, I'm... sorry that you are not well. Hmm. Yes, the shields. We have weapons. We have shields. Is there anything Is there... that I can bring you? No. Oh. Is there something you'd like for comfort? No. And she's just kind of sitting there like, 
Do we need to activate the shields? Is something attacking us? Not necessarily. I wouldn't say not attacking, but pinging, if you will. We are flying past an asteroid belt, and I just want to ensure that nothing is damaged in the process. And I'm beginning to think that we probably should have put a little more thought into defense on this ship. And then Victor actually pulls up a schematic. Uh-huh. Like she, she throws that ice pack and pulls up a schematic. She's like, sure. well, even, even though, you know, everyone forgets I do have engineering degrees, I did work on that. And she like just sends the schematics of all the defensive things that she has added in a couple days. Okay. Of reinforcing yeah. the shields mm-hmm. and, you know, augmenting the cloaking as well as kind of keep it. I guess would be the equivalent of RFID blocker, so people can't scan us. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, Silent Nine One Nine. If you're looking for just like shields to deflect, should you know from collisions and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, that's a you you can. I mean, it's you know a thing that would normally be accessed probably from Koza Station in the command center. But you know, if <laughs> if Koza is busy at the moment, as we know she is, uh, you you can certainly bring up bring up shields. All right, so Silas is going to arm the shields. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, as far as looking out this at yep. what we're looking at, yeah, sure. Very like big screen, like if there were curtains and it span to the side, it'd be like, oh, look at this big screen, but it looks like I'm looking outside, but it feels like you're in space, but you're not because you're just looking, I don't know, kind of like your background. Like, am I seeing that whole situation <laughs> with yeah, a couple I little think- pew, 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 pew from the asteroids? I think it's very much that, but I think you can, from the command center, from the command deck, I think you can sort of, um, the curtain can open as much or as little as you want. So you really could sort of, uh, you know, create a whole dome of of this screens looking out, or you could have sort of a more traditional, like, windshield view. Um, but yes, you, you can see out. And it's like this, but with asteroids. And planets. I feel like and it's stuff. in like Cosmos when they had like the thing in the front and it's like it spans all the way around the side and you can just kind of oh, take it off. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you see this system. You see, <clears throat> excuse me, you see a, the system is immediately, you can tell this is an old star system. Uh, the sun, the, the, the star of the system is much dimmer than yours back uh, in the Vatoan home system. And uh, and everything is just a little, you know, clearly none of the planets that are immediately in view are, are inhabited. They just sort of look like atmosphereless, you know, rocks floating in orbit. Um, and you can see the asteroid, the asteroid belt from this distance, at least, because you're still a ways out, looks almost like just a solid band around the sun. It's a very dense asteroid belt. She's gonna try to kind of steer away from it. Okay, yeah. Oops. Because that should be a simple answer to a mildly complex issue. So Sal's gonna keep trying to navigate her way past the asteroid field. Yeah. Does she see anything? I was gonna say suspicious, but <laughs> more like anything that she might want to go investigate 
And when you say, does she see, do you mean, does she see, or does the ship sen do the ship sensors see? Are you like, are we radar looking or looking with our eyes? Well, I'm trying to figure out if it's something where it would be a thing that like the ship is feeling. And so we are feeling it, or if it's something uh -huh. like she sees, gotcha. maybe something coming directly at them because that's some shit you would do or like playing <laughs> past. Not wrong. Uh, yeah, fair enough. You know what? Why don't we, because, uh, because now we're, now we're getting somewhere. So why don't we roll some dice to see, uh, what you discover? Shall we do that? Why don't we go? Let's, let's go roll some dice. He did it. He did the wormhole. He did, he did. it. it took he a little work it. and I made a weird face, but I got there. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> all right. So silent nine, nine, you are try something is here, right? Something is going on here. Um, the sensors, the communication signal that you're following either ends here or is disrupted here or something. So you're trying to sense what that is. Build you a pool. And I'm right. going to roll up your difficulty while you do that. All right, so we're looking at a, oh, we're looking at a six is, uh, is what you need because there are things to be found that I guess don't want to be found. It's sort of a weird way to put that, but. So I guess for that, we can go with exploration. Makes sense. Absolutely. And also. Notice. Yes. Notice feels like the correct skill. So we got the value of exploration, the skill of notice. Why am I saying right. it like that? Because you're trying to be like. The skill of notice. Way to go, Poindexter. <laughs> Um, have glasses. Kid, you're so cute. Love you. Um, <laughs> you good. You good. Let's see. Um, I'm also gonna go with my greatest distinction of do it right or get out of my way. That's it. There's nobody else on the command center, so somebody's got to do it, and it's got to. I be get you. in my own way more than anyone else does. Okay. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. You could, if you wanted to give yourself an extra plot point, you could roll a d4 instead of d8 for that. Do it right or get out of my way. Because <laughs> remember, we can always take those distinctions and <laughs> okay, I'll I'll get back to that mechanical blah blah in just a second. You succeeded, but you did succeed. Um, you also hitched, so that's super fun. Uh, so, but can I like buy my like hitch or like sell my hitch? Um, you, you, so normally you can spend a plot point to add more dice to your total, but you can't do that on hitches. Um, but don't worry, it's fine. I'm going to give you a plot, another plot point. Cause I'm going to buy that hitch. Um, so Sila, you look and you don't see anything, uh, which eyes, right. Looking out. And so you start to focus and you start to just really get in there and Unfortunately, uh, fortunately, uh, you succeed. So you do see this thing that happens. Unfortunately, you don't see it until the ship is quite close to it. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a D6 of, I think we'll, we'll call it injured, in fact. Take a plot point and a D6 of injured because there is a blindingly bright flash of light and it sets you reeling back for a moment and when your um when your visual sensors sort of clear from the flash 
uh, you see that in fact, what you have discovered uh, is that these asteroids are pure, or at least the ones in this vicinity are pure, bright, reflective metal. And they don't look like the other asteroids that you have been passing. These look like they are, well, they're, they're, they're clean. They're shiny. They're just metal. Like it's almost as if the rock of an asteroid has been stripped down to its, its metal ore core and like polished. Not smoothed, but polished. And so the light from the sun happens to have reflected off of this section of maybe a dozen or, or a, you know, 18, uh, 18, 20 shiny asteroids. And if you have a look at the, the ship sensors again and the comm signal, this is where the signal gets lost or ends or whatever happens to it. She's going to come over the communications and on the comm system and say, can I get everyone up here, please? Mm. Uh, Camera cleared. You seem fine. You, you can... You're able to go. Vicky gives you a couple of ass space aspirin as you leave. I mean, <laughs> take two of these and call me in the morning. You're exactly right. <laughs> She's got like a jerky stick in her mouth and throws a Kemba some more cheese and things. Yes, yes. And heads to command. I love it. Uh, Koza? Oh yeah, Koza responded right Great. away. All right, excellent. Um, yeah, so you're all there. You can take up your your stations, your positions, and uh, you also see, uh, you know, you can engage a little um, little transition lenses on the view screen so it's not so bright in case there's another solar flash from the, the metallic asteroids, but you can all see uh, what, what Sila discovered, um, that there are these shiny metallic asteroids maybe Two dozen, I know the number keeps going up, somewhere between 12 and 24 of them, uh, this section of them. Uh, and and that does, you know, Invicta on your sensor array, you can confirm that the comm signal doesn't go further than this. Uh, mm. y, is, y is not yet clear, but this is where the signal finishes. All right. Um, I want to scan these asteroids and see what's up. Uh, sure. Yeah. All right. So you're going to scan looking for anything in particular? I'm looking for life forms or any kind okay. of ship that could be out there or hiding. Okay. Interesting. Got it. Start putting your pool together. I'm going to think about what the difficulty is to roll so that I can set it for you. Uh, the rest of you, any active things that you're doing now that you've seen the situation? Yeah, I'm pulling up uh, some sort of drone. I want to try to grab how, like, what's the diameter on... Maybe they're, it's one of the smaller ones. One of the smaller ones? Um, the smaller ones, probably a couple hundred. Hmm. I mean, you could probably find some really small ones that are like a dozen meters across, maybe. So like big, but not enormous. Um, and then the next smallest ones are probably a, a few hundred meters in diameter. And then they go from there to like big. They're so big. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go... I'm going to start pulling up a drone to scoot out and push one of the smaller ones closer to us. Yeah, sure. Okay, bring it great. On the ship. <laughs> and yeah, you can find a piece of one or whatever that's small enough to sort of handle for sure. Yeah. Uh, 
Akemba and Silent Number Nine, anything? Akemba's on one of the stations just scanning to see if he can find anything useful. Once he kind of notices that Koza's trying to pull one aboard, he's just like, perfect. We'll see if that happens, but he's just scanning for any sort of life to see if there's anything to worry about immediately. So he's looking for signs of life to see if there's just an off chance that there's something breathing over there, and he's also scanning for anything uh, that is not alive. So he's definitely looking for any sort of drones droids uh any other life beings that don't have a heartbeat right got it okay so and, wait are uh, we both scanning for life forms or are you doing are you he's scanning for so both. I, he's like, okay he's scanning for life and also like any sort of droids that could be out there okay so we're both doing the same thing basically kind of yeah just like okay. Yeah, the more gonna, the merrier. Many hands yeah. make light work. There we go. There it is. Oh, we're full of the platitudes today. Uh, Silent 909, anything specific? Uh, you know, right now you're still far enough out from the belt that you don't think there's much of a danger of like collision or anything. But if if the crew decides you all want to get closer, that will eventually become a concern. Well, now I'm concerned about Kosa bringing it into the ship. So I'm wondering if there's an area that it can come into where we have maybe a box of some sort that's like not necessarily like a bomb safe box, but like oh, something. No, I think like I think there is an ex- explosives. Yeah, I think after what happened in Mandira, I think that absolutely was was included in the construction of the ship. Uh, so <gasps> one so, of those yeah, things, absolutely. then we have a radioactive suit, and then we can take it and you grab it like this with the and the pincers and bring it back in. But you're able to <laughs> you have like a Geiger counter with it, through- clicking up a storm. Yes, uh, yeah, there is definitely a a you know secure area of the ship for this for for these sorts of investigations yeah definitely um so you can you can uh, open that bay door and sort of get that section ready definitely all right uh we're gonna go around and do some rolls for these things let's start with uh invicta and dikemba can we get your uh sensor rolls and what i will tell you is uh since it's a nice ship there are some there are some um you know perks to having this um so if you, uh, both of you, if you choose to use your notice skill while you are at uh, a sensor panel, um, you can step up your notice die by one step just because the ship is very good. Uh, its sensor array is very good. So you can step up your notice die by one step just automatically. Um, oh, and the D8 other, s- yeah, that's the one. Uh, and the other sensor ability uh, doesn't matter right now because you're not trying to shoot someone. So I'll let you all know about that if it becomes relevant. <laughs> uh, I got a 17. Nice. Okay. Um, love that. Heinel, no, and knowledge. Love it. And then for Kimba, we're getting life is logical. We're getting that D10 for the notice. Mm-hmm. D10 value for knowledge. All right. Roll that up and I'll let I'm you so both know. I'm so used to having to see. explain those. Oh, yeah. I have a hitch. Uh, may I use my fantastical one? I've forgotten the name of it. Plot point. Yes. May I use the plot point to uh, ignore that hitch or re-roll it? However you decide, whichever the, I, I can't remember the rule because. No, unfortunately. It's been a minute hitches, since I used it. Hitches are, hitches are plot point proof. You, you will get a new plot point for it. Uh, but hitches are are plot point proof unless you have a specific talent or or special effect ability that says otherwise. And I don't think you do. I haven't looked at your sheet in a while, but I don't think you do. Um, all right. So, Ikemba, uh, you 
have all the right ideas, uh, but the sensor panel that you're on is just, it's very, how do I want to, how do we want to say this? It's, <laughs> it's very new and advanced and not that Akemba doesn't, can't understand new and advanced technology, but it's so different from the way things worked on the Wish. And I think maybe Akemba was just sort of in a little bit of autopilot uh, and just, you know, doesn't get much of a picture of things. And that is the face. And I think um, a D6 of either angry or insecure. How do you think Akemba's feeling about this? Oh, he's more angry than insecure. By okay, all. great. Absolutely. So taking another plot point uh, and a D6 of of uh, angry because it's j- not none of the buttons that you push do what you think they're going to do. Um, Invicta, you have had a little bit more practice at these systems and and so you're a little more deft with them. Um, and, and so you, and you also, because I, I think you mentioned you wanted to also include the signal in sort of your suite. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you've absolutely find uh, is that there is a, some, you get a, a reading of some sort of electronic, like, communications relay maybe the the signal ended here uh it wasn't just deflected by these weird metallic asteroids this was the probably the intended destination so there's something here of the of the mysterious machines um and you can sort of find one of the bigger asteroids that it's on you can't see which eyes but the ship sensors are able to to pinpoint where that is you are these all, uh, go ahead hmm. No, 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 are go ahead, because metal- this is separate. Are the metallic asteroids shaped roundly like that ship that we found? Oh, interesting. No, they're all pretty irregularly shaped, um, except, what a great segue, except two of them look pretty, Id- or on the sensors are coming up as pretty identical, and that catches your eye, so you do a slightly closer look at them and not only are they identical, but they're obviously like shaped on purpose by like sentience. Uh, something, something made them into that shape. And you got a seventeen on your roll, uh, which is a which is a hero- or I think it's heroic success is what it's called when you beat my difficulty by five or more. Um, mm-hmm. And your effect die was a d10, so you get all the things. Um, you're able to run some scans, and you see that these two weird identical asteroids are absolutely cloaked ships that are running dark. Um, and oh, oh, you wish I was done. And oh no. as soon as you see that, uh, you start thinking. I think what you were about to say, and run a few more checks. And there is further away, but not far enough to you know not worry about. There is another larger cloaked dark running dark ship oh boy um Kosa. yeah i'm gonna give you coordinates i need you to stealthily disable those ships and pull them into ours into a very secure bay so i'm gonna hit the time pause on this real quick because while you were doing all of that 
Koza, you would have been working on getting the asteroid first. So I want to give you a chance 100%. to do that. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll link back up time-wise to this moment where Invicta's asking you to check on Love the it. thing. So you want to grab a piece of the asteroid with one of, you know, with a, a little uh, drone from the ship. A little guy. Yeah. A little guy. Um, go ahead and let's do a roll for it just because, you know, it's a new, uh, it was one of the ships, right? This isn't something you have built. Oh, yeah, no, like the ship has a little, little oh, for drones sure. to do it's a lot got, of remote It's got work. escape pods, it's got landing modules, yeah. and it's got drones for, you know. She's just like, I'm going to touch everything I can. Like, it's the first day. Um, absolutely. Obviously, see how it goes. Obviously, got to use worries for those who can't trust themselves or their team, but the bad way for a plot point. Yeah, take that uh, plot point. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to put this whatever it is on the ship. It's fine. It's going to be fine um i'm operating whatever this cool machinery is i'll use that yes I love i'm gonna that. use my machines no because i do base know how to make metal stuff go brr. absolutely um, and this is for exploration because i need to know what's going on Heck that's my preview. yeah all right you're looking f- oh, 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 oh uh, okay so uh you needed to beat a four you did okay. you didn't hitch and if you would like, you don't have any, you currently don't have any stress, do you? Uh, I have a D4 of injured from forever ago, unless that's gone away. Uh, no, that would have gone by now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you can clear that out. So you're good there. Okay, so uh, if you would like, you could buy this plot, I mean, this uh, opportunity, because I rolled it and it's called something different. You could buy this opportunity off of me for a plot point and you could step up your effect die from a D6 to a D8, you could add, although you've already got a heroic success, so I don't think you really need to add more to that total. Um, <laughs> or, you know, or you don't have to do anything with it. Um, damn, that was a good roll. <laughs> shoot. Uh, no, I'll, I'll hold on to my plot point. Okay, I want to have great. two in the pocket for whatever bad like idea that's I have reasonable. next. Yeah, so you're able to get this thing in and uh, we'll say again, with that heroic success, uh, you know, the the... Um, area of the ship that is this like <laughs> bomb shelter thing uh, has not shelter, but you know, bomb examination place uh, yeah. has some sort of sensors built in there to to check for these sorts of things. Uh, so it, you know, you can already have run those scans and uh, you, you, you know, you get the basics, which is that um, the, the piece that you grabbed is, uh, does seem to be uh, metallic in nature. It is not mechanical. There are there isn't there aren't any electronics. There's no technology attached to it. Um, there are no you know incendiaries or explosives that the ship can detect in it. The only thing that the ship detects is that um, there is a sort of sealant around mm-hmm. the majority of this piece. Um, there is no sealant on the part that obviously is where this little piece broke off from the bigger bit. But the rest yeah. of it is covered in a synthetic sealant of sort. Uh, that you think, well, that's all you know for the moment. Cool. Um, Yeah, I love it. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, she is for sure, she's itching. She's on the command deck, but she wants to go run and touch it with her hands, hands. She's (laughs) like, I can do more work if I get closer. So as you have that thought is when uh, I think we can link back up and Invicta informs you uh, of the ships. What do you want? Their ships? Yes, disable them. They are cloaked. And there's a really big Do you want me to use the gun? That is not cloaking. I said (laughs) disable them. Yes. Destroy them. You have done everything but build another ship in a ship. You said we have... We didn't have that much time. It's an idea. 
I could do. I'm it. sure you, you know how to use the grappling and the droids. You can't disable the ships. Two little ships in our big ship. I could do it. <laughs> and she's gonna go sprint down uh to like where the droid has dropped off this little rock. And uh yeah. I'm going to start like hot gluing some plasma stuff to it because I don't know what this is going to be yet, but I'm going to make a droid that can be a little bad boy. I am so excited. Drone. Uh, <laughs> Solid number nine, commander of the ship. Uh, what, I mean, you are overseeing your crew dealing with this crisis, but is there anything that you are actively doing here? I am trying to contact Torch and ask them if they have any idea about these. Like, I'm getting the updates oh, on the nice. fact that these are made. Not necessarily, these aren't asteroids. These are weapons. Yeah. Swords. So I am reaching out to Major Rafia and trying to see if there's anything else and just contacting everybody I can via text form and also over the intercom. Great. I love that. Uh, yeah, you're far enough from torch hq uh that there's a little delay but you've only been going a couple of days so it's not it's not all that significant at this point in your journey um you know rafia asks for um the data that the ship has collected already on the piece that koza brought in so they can sort of see that uh she can also you know tap into ship's visuals uh so they back at base can see what you all are seeing uh and she immediately gets to work on uh on you know giving you all whatever info they might have <laughs> and what oh. info do you have major rufia yeah and so she comes back and uh what she she says she has never seen uh or no one at torch has ever seen this sealant this synthetic whatever it is that's on the outside of the of the um of the asteroid piece. Uh, so definitely, you know, definitely are going to be analyzing that further. Maybe it's a hint as to where these things come from. Um, but then she's able to get, uh, you know, the ship is able to scan a little bit and get some information on these ships. And Major Afia takes a moment and says, oh, uh, give me a moment. And you can hear her calling uh, for someone uh, to, to join her. And uh, there's a there's a quiet conversation, and then she comes back and she says, "It appears uh, that you have encountered, uh, quite by happenstance, quite by happenstance, some old friends. I, I couldn't say who is in command of these ships, but they appear to they appear to be." tagged as members of the Cathartes pirate band, which I believe you had a run-in with on your way to Hathare several months ago. Proceed with caution. Well, then we can just blow them out of the sky. I love that comment and also just looked at the clock. So on that, we can blow them out of the sky. That's where we'll leave it for this week. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, that was abrupt. I really am very bad at keeping track of time this week. Uh, but here we are. I love it. This has been so exciting. We have started our mission. We've had some shenanigans. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, producer ear. Love it. All right. Pirates. <laughs> you do or you don't? 
I believe so. We were on the planet, and then there was the is... rock that had the somebody pinned beneath it. Oh yeah, the homeless else. corpse. Oh, that we yes, po- those, that were was a and, those were Vito and poachers. No, this is back okay. from season one. Silent Nine oh. and Invicta boarded this ship that had taken a bunch of hostages. Oh, that, yeah, that's I remember true. that because that's when I got to like you know legally distinct to be weird. Uh, yes, on the way back. Yeah, 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 yeah. On yeah, the way yeah. back, it's correct. Been a hot minute. It's been a. It's hot been a minute. hot minute. They're yeah. back. They're back. And we should blow it from the sky. I mean. Anyway, we will find out next week. We are here now. Thank you all so much for hanging out. We have started this mission. We have discovered the first possible relay point for this comm signal. Maybe once the pirates are dealt with, we'll finally get some information about these mysterious machines. Guess we'll have to find out next week. Thanks so much for hanging out, everybody. We appreciate you. Let's go around and let everybody know who you are, where they can find you between now and next Wednesday. Uh, Chaos, go. Oh, hi. It's not me. It's actually Quiddy. (gasps) I keep getting thrown out here. Hello. I will take the the conch. Hi, I'm Abria Iyengar. Follow me on social media at Quiddy, Q-U-I-D-D-I-E. I stream all over the place. Uh, you can catch my latest season over at Dimension 20. I'm a player uh, in The Seven, which is uh, episode two is live today. Catch it on Dropout. You can also uh, catch uh, the season that I ran called Mistress and Magic. That whole season's on there too. Um, you can also catch the VODs for my uh, Critical Role season, Exandria Unlimited, over on Critical Role's YouTube channel. And on Fridays, you can catch me over on Pixel Circus's channel at 7 p.m. Pacific for failed save i've also got like one more big old bullet in the chamber for uh the summer of abria so uh, <laughs> keep an eye out for uh, a cool announcement as soon as i can share with the group yay i love that i'll go next from michael no i uh, want a popcorn i okay, say popcorn all right great. next up is christina Ooh. Hi, my name is Christina Ariel. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the other things at Christina Ariel, K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. If you spell it wrong, it's not me. Or if you spell it right, it might, because there's another girl who has my name, which is weird, because my name's not exactly that common. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. If you want to find me, I'm always saying what I'm doing on the internet. I'm really excited. If you're going to watch the Lightbox Expo, you can watch me host the Concept Art Awards with Aldous Hodge. That's going to be September 11th at 6 p.m. PST. So watch that. It's fun. There's also going to be shout outs to a lot of fan artists. There's a segment for fan artists oh. that can enter. As long as you don't work for a company, you can like enter your fan art, which is really cool and great to know that if there's any concept artists out there, you should look into it because there are ways for your art to thrive out there. And I hope that you will. Um, so other than that, I'll be on the internet um, and I have some stuff coming up, but I got a lot of NDAs and I don't want to risk it. So I'm going to talk to y'all later and you know what? Make good choices, eat really nice sandwiches and don't be rude. Love that. Love that NDA terror. Uh, apparently we're popcorning. So you want to call out next? What it do, Tanya? Oh, hi. Uh, I'm Tanya Sectortier. You can find me obviously here whenever I stream, but tomorrow you can find me and DJ if you like some horror in your D&D on the Black Dice Society, uh, where DJ plays a human ranger with a little bit of the beast in him named Desmond. Yes, I didn't call him Desmond this week. Um, (laughs) And I am your uh, draw dump here, Blood Hunter, also the tiny, tiny bit of the beast in her. And uh, she might have picked up a little Tinker Toy action as well. Uh, that is Fen. 
I don't know. I don't think it's this week, but at some point, Dungeons and Durags will come back and soon we'll announce when season 11 of Rivals of Waterdeep is coming back with our Codiums, Eugenio, and our friend Urban Bohemian, who I don't know if Brian sold the chat. And I too am living the NDA life. So at some point, I'll talk about the things I'm doing. But if you go to my Twitter or DJ Knight's Twitter, you can see the spot from Gamescom online that DJ, myself, and Joe Lau were in. Uh, again, thanks to Gamescom, Jeff Keeley, for letting us promo I Need Diverse Games, which is what I do as a day job. Love it. Who's next? I mean, I feel like there's I... only one person left except for you, but it's up to Cypher who goes next because popcorn. <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what popcorn is. I just found out about that tonight. Uh, since you talked, it's you, and then... That means your Henny wants to go twice, once for Michael and once for That's himself. Okay. Hey. I'm ready. I'm right, cool. to do Michael's up too. Oh, hi. I'm DJ9. You can find me everywhere on the internet. It's pretty much DJ9. Yes, even that place that you think that you might not find DJ9. <laughs> yeah, because the internet exists and I don't need somebody else trying to go out and sully my fantastic name. None of that. So uh, I get to play in this lovely show with these amazing people and get to come here every Wednesday and be reminded of how I need to be like them when I grow up. It's amazing. And uh, see nothing. I, I know that she's going to be like, you can't talk about my friend like that. And I'm going to be like, no, 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 you already talked. Ha. So I'm going to be trying to be pushing. like you. Uh, see, it's going to be a compliment contest. I'm just trying to be like you. We're just trying to be like you. And then I'm trying to be like you. You smell amazing. You don't know that. <laughs> I don't, but I've I've seen the trailer for the movie where that whole scene was fantastic. They were like, you smell amazing. What is that? It's fantastic. And, it was, and they just went back and forth. It was great. So if you know, oh, I, know I got to continue this part. Sorry yeah, to bother you. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. Here for you. So I'm going to keep going uh, tomorrow. Yes, you'll find me tomorrow as Desmond, your human ranger lycanthrope who, you know, likes to wreck a thing on occasion. It's lovely. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for coming to hang out with us. And you can come and chill with us soon. But I really want to hear Eugenio bigging up Eli. So, heck yeah. Uh, I'm waiting. So, though we did not have him with us this week, of course, a regular cast member also is Michael Sinclair II, phenomenal human. You can follow him pretty much everywhere, I believe, on the internet at Michael Critz. Uh, things that Michael is working on currently during the week, I know he is a member of uh, a bunch of different actual play shows, uh, including Forge Academy, second star on the right, and uh, let's, go, let's get Wild Mount. Uh, so you can check him out on all three of those shows uh, between now and uh, the next time we have a show. Uh, as I already said, his Twitter handle. Also, he's just a real delight. Y'all, I gotta tell you, he's such a thoughtful, caring person and he's not here to get all squicky about me saying it. So yay, Michael, go follow him, send him some love uh, and we will have him back next week. Uh, and finally, I uh, have been, okay, you can find me on the internet uh, as D at DM Jazzy Hands uh, here on Twitch. Uh, I am starting Mass Effect 3 tomorrow. We finished out the ME2 DLC on Tuesday. Uh, so if you want to catch a game run from the beginning, I will be starting Mass Effect 3 tomorrow on my channel, Come Hang Out. Uh, I have a, an actual play D&D podcast for releasing episode 200 one week from today. My brain. Uh, it's very exciting. It's a big, you know what? Nobody knows this. A little spoiler for the episode. It is, it is in canon, but it's also a goofy, wild romp. Uh, and all I will say right now is kaiju battle. Uh, yes. So episode 200 drops next Wednesday. I'm very excited about it. Um, and yeah, that's what I, I mean. I do all kinds of other stuff too, but not before next week. Yes. Eugenio's Meet Cute is on. If you go to Apple Podcasts, oh, yes. you can look up on Meet Cute. Also, Abria did Elder Scrolls, so that's online too. So make sure you go watch that. You're Time super to forget. Thank you. Games. 
So please make sure that you get up with Tanya oh. because her morning streams are really nice and it's really yeah. fun. So don't let these people sleep on all the cool shit they have going on. It's true. Yes. It's Christina, true. you're the best. All Thank around. you. You're and, all uh, the best. We are. One oh, quick sorry. Thing. Go ahead, Tanya. Yeah, go ahead. But one quick thing, because um, I said this on Twitter and I'll be that person for once is full of positivity. I know, shocking. But when you see us tweeting about things that are bad and happening to us, fine, it's, it's fine to commiserate, but also share our joy. Everyone yeah. on this show is doing cool things. Yeah, We've all got great things coming up, great things we're going to talk about. I mean, Summer of Abria, how can you not love that? DJ's oh. Phenomenal Human. Christina is like the apple of my eye and the love of my life. And I'll fight anybody who hurts her. She famous, famous. I'm barely internet famous. You say right. that. Uh, we saw the walk off, oh. ma'am. You can't hit us with Thank that nonsense. Thank you. Right. Continue. You need to be that cousin, like, let me hold the dollar. You fake and, uh, and, you know, you hang out and DJ are the brothers of my heart because I don't have any actual siblings. So in all the things that you share that are painful about us, go find something sweet and nice that we've shared and give that just as much attention, if not more. Come to everybody's yeah. streams. Be nice. And if you're but not nice... I will be at PAX next Bye. week and I will find you. <laughs> and share Person our work, not just go. bad stuff that happens to us. Like, yes. yeah. it doesn't cost you anything to hit like or retweet when it's not about us being terrorized. So make sure you support our work because we put a lot of heart into these things for you guys. Retweets yeah. are free. And also, can we take a second to just acknowledge uh, the successes and the excellence of Cypher, just briefly, just just for a second. Yes. Just, can we just can we just get some applause? She on BET. She on BET. She, she might oh, try to big us all up button. this whole time, You're but I'm not gonna let her leave. I'm not gonna let this end without her getting her roses real quick, Absolutely. like because everybody else, she just gave everybody their roses and ain't take name one. That's all I'm saying is you got to take one or two. That's it. That's it. You, you good? You don't even have to say nothing. Just a rose <laughs> or two. You hold on to it, and then we all good because you just gave us all a dozen and like. The least That's we can right. do is give you one or two, because I don't know. I could be crazy, but I feel like this whole show, this whole like University of Atoa shirt, like all of this that we're doing right now, I, I was could wondering. be crazy and imagine Love that it. it came from her brain. But like, uh, of course, I'm just silly, right? I was going to say something else. The shirt. Or were you going to say something else? Juice. No, he just sips the juice. Oh yeah, we, we take sips, and I got water. I ain't even thirsty. We are well hydrated over here. You all are, thank yes, absolutely all of that. We see you in chat. Thank you for sending all that love. We appreciate you. And everything yeah, that was just that. said is true. Not just about Tanya, but, you know, celebrate the goods and just celebrate the goods. We appreciate that as well. We appreciate y'all being here every single week. Um, it is always, always a joy. Uh, we will see you next Wednesday, same time, same place for episode five. Holy bananas. How are we already episode five? Episode five of season three of Into the Motherlands. In the meaning, though, in the in meaning, in the meantime, though, uh, do stick around tonight. We are going to be rating X Mira Mira. Uh, please give all the love over there as well. We're going to head over there, share the motherland's love, uh, and we will see you all next week. In the meantime, please be safe, please be healthy, and please happy gaming, y'all. See you next week. Bye.